Greetings to all of my brothers and sisters in Christ. You are listening to Shepherd's Gate Christian Ministries Prepare the People, a podcast for troublesome times. I am your host, the ever joyful Brother Nathan Waldron. And for this episode, I am pleased to be presenting a message brought to us by the highly esteemed Brother Aldwin Nathan. And so, without further ado, Let's get into the message. Oh, praise God. You know, there's a promise in the Bible. It says, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. And that's the thing is that God, he loves us. And he has provided this great salvation for us. But he's also doing a work in us. He's actually transfiguring us from one degree of glory to another as we grow in him. If we let him. Because we always have a choice to to be rebellious or or whatever. But if we let him, he's going to make us more and more like Christ as we grow in him. Uh. The Lord has put something on my mind. He's put this on my mind uh, over a week ago. Um, it's a bit long, but I think it's important, something to understand. I actually call it a cheat sheet. Um, you know, sometimes you, you're at school, when we were at school, high school and so forth. We knew a test was coming on Friday. And it was always good when we knew what the teacher was looking for, what material the teacher wanted to make sure we understood. It made it a lot easier. And Jesus actually gives us a cheat sheet in the Bible. It's found in Matthew chapter 25. And he tells three three stories there. And they give you, to me, a heads up on what God is looking for in the judgment. And... Uh, but I'll start with Matthew 24, just to give you a little context. Matthew 24 is the chapter where he spoke about his second coming. And um, at the end of it, I'll just read um, the last section of chapter 24, and then we'll get into 25. And uh, bear with me, because as I said, it's a bit lengthy, but you know, for the sake of time, I'll try to be brief. But Matthew 24, starting at verse 42, uh, let's see. Jesus said, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunkards, 
The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and an hour when he is not aware of, and will cut him in, in two, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, chapter 24, Jesus speaking about his coming, that he's going to return, and, and events that will be happening on the world, in the world when he returns. And then he says that we need to be watchful. We need to be ready, prepared for his coming, and doing what's right, that when he comes, he finds us doing what he told us to do. Okay? And then he gets into chapter 25. And chapter 25, as I said, I've always called this my cheat sheet. It points out uh, three things in particular that the Lord is going to judge us on when he comes. And they are all a cautionary tale because, you'll, as you'll see, there are people mentioned in these things who were taken by surprise at what Jesus said and did with them. You know, they thought they were all set. And they all got surprised. And let me let me start with the first one. The first one is chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 13. Okay? Jesus said, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, but took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out and meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and for you. Go, But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Jesus said, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Now, that's an interesting uh, narrative that Jesus told. And it, it's, as I said, it's a cautionary tale to all of us because all ten received an invitation to the wedding. All ten were supposed to, um, to light the way for the bridegroom's coming. But five were foolish and five were wise. The wise ones took extra oil with their lamps. The foolish ones, they took their lamps and whatever oil was in it, but they didn't take any extra oil. And that was a big mistake. Now, um, let's see. Psalms 119, verse uh, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The Word of God 
is as a lamp to us. And it can, it can put light onto our path so we can see where we're going. But the thing is, is that if the Word of God is like a lamp, that lamp is no good without oil. There are many people who have their Bibles, but they don't take the time to read them. There are some people who read their Bible from time to time or read sections of it, but they don't understand it. In either case, having that Bible really doesn't do you any good. If you don't read it or you don't understand it, it's not doing you any good. If you have a lamp but you have no oil, what good is it? Now, these foolish maidens, they didn't have extra oil. The oil is understanding by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give us understanding and revelation, but the Holy Spirit acts upon what we know of Scripture. The Holy Spirit isn't acting out of thin air. He acts on what you know in Scripture. I remember when I was a younger man, years ago, I you know, used to disciple young people, and I had them memorize Scripture. There were some young people, I would, I would give them like 12 memory um, salvation verses. And I would say, you memorize these 12 verses, and I'll take you guys out on a trip. And we would go down to uh, Duns River Falls and, and climb the waterfalls and, and have a great time. But you had to memorize those verses. I'm, I'm training up these young people. Okay? There, um, I remember a young man that, that I discipled. He's like a second son to me. And he told me just about a year ago, he said, you know, I still remember those verses you had me memorize when I was a young Christian. And whenever I find myself wanting to go astray, those verses come to my mind and keep me on track. The Word of God will do that for you, and the Holy Spirit will lead you. But the Holy Spirit uses what you know of the Word of God. If you don't read the Word of God, the Holy Spirit's got nothing to use. Nothing to bring to your remembrance. Remember when, when Jesus, it says in the Bible, he opened their mind to understand the scriptures. They knew the scriptures, but now he opened their mind to understand it. That's what the Holy Spirit does with us. So understanding has to do, um, the oil has to do with understanding by the Holy Spirit. And clearly these foolish maidens didn't care enough to get some extra oil. They took certain things for granted, and they paid, a, they paid a great price. You know, it says here in verse 10, while they went to buy, now they're trying to, to understand the scriptures. Now they're trying to understand the end times. Now they're trying to understand what Jesus really meant or how they're supposed to live or whatever. It says, then, uh, that time the bridegroom came, and those those who were ready went in with him. When Jesus comes, it's not the time to start getting ready. When Jesus comes, he's coming for those who are ready. Okay? Um, they went in to the wedding, and the door was shut. It says afterwards, they came, and they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. And I submit that the reason he didn't know them was because they did not truly know him. All right, let's move on to the next one. 
you know, we need to study our word. We need to memorize the scriptures. We need to pay close attention to what Jesus is saying. In fact, before I move on to the next one, let me share two more verses because they just came to me. Um, Daniel chapter 12. Let's see if I can find it here. Daniel chapter 12, uh, verses 9 and 10. Speaking of the end, verse 9 says, And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, and refined. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. So the Lord is saying, we have to be wise. We have to have understanding. We have to have oil in our lamps. Okay? Because the wicked will continue to do wickedly, and the wicked will not understand. But the wise will understand. Okay? So we have to have understanding. And another thing, let's see. Second Peter chapter 1. You see... There are some in Christendom that take a lot for granted. And we have a great salvation. As I like to tell people, God loves us just the way we are. But he loves us too much to let us stay just the way we are. He, he wants us to grow in him. Now, let's see here. Second uh, Peter chapter 1. I'll read verse 5 to 11. Um, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, In other words, this isn't a fad. This isn't a one-time thing. This is not something we do for a year and then quit. (laughs) We have to endure to the end. To perseverance, add godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, some people know of Jesus, but they really don't know him. Um, it says, for, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, don't just take things for granted. Seek to grow in him. You know, some of us have faith. We all have faith. But the scriptures instruct us, add to your faith virtue. And add to virtue knowledge. And to knowledge self-control. And so forth. He wants us to grow in these things. So that there's no doubt we resemble him. We are his children. We're living the way he wants us to live. Not just not just being churchgoers, but having relationship with the Lord and resembling him 
in our thoughts and our actions. Okay, let me move on. Um, let me read the next story Jesus told in Matthew 25. And that's from verse 14 to verse 30. And I won't spend as much time on these. Um, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise he who had received two gained two more. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid the Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides these. And the Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. The Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here you have what is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reaped where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you were to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast this unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Again, he was probably surprised by that, but he shouldn't have been. You know, what caught me is this. It said when the Lord gave them talents, it says in verse 15, he gave to each according to his own ability. Jesus gives each of us talents. He knows our abilities. He knows what we're capable of. He knows the potential he has put within us. And one of the things we will be judged on on the Day of Judgment is whether or not we invested the talents he gave us, or whether we were foolish and just buried it and hid it. Everyone doesn't have the same abilities. Everyone doesn't have the same amount of talents. He said he gave them the talents according to their abilities, which he knew they had. Okay? He gave that one guy only one talent. Because he knew he didn't have a lot of abilities or whatever, but he knew he had enough to, to make a profit from one. 
Okay? So that's the other thing. One is going to be judged on whether or not we cared enough to know the God of the Bible by digging into his word and applying it to our lives. The second is what we do with the talents God gives us as Christians. How do we invest it? Are we going to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, when he returns? Okay, I'm going to get into the third one now. The third one is Matthew 25 from verse 31, let's see, to 46. Very interesting one. Jesus is still speaking. He says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, again, he's talking about when he returns, and this again he points to judgment. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another, as a shepherd separates his sheep from his goats, or from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, and uh, and naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, in so much as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, insomuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The third thing that I believe that we will be judged on in the judgment is how we treat one another, how we treat our fellow man, how we treat those who can't repay us. It's an important lesson to learn because Jesus said, as you do unto the least of these, you're doing to me. There's no way we can say we love God who we haven't seen if we don't love our fellow man, and our brethren whom we have seen. We will be judged on how we treat one another. And that's why we need to bear that fruit of love. Patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness. 
you know, able to restore one another in a spirit of gentleness, able to to help one another, minister to each other in a real way, knowing that whatever you do for anyone, it's as though you're doing it to the Lord. You know, in Psalms it says, uh, he, he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him. <laughs> the poor may not be able to repay you, but the Lord says, you're, you're, you're doing this to me, and I will repay you. And so, um, I've always liked this chapter because, as I said, it's to me it's like a cheat sheet. I say, Jesus speaks of his coming in chapter 24, and then in 25 he tells these three stories. And I think it's to let his people know, these are the things that we're going to be judged on. We're all invited to the, to the wedding, but five were wise and five were foolish. Um, and they were shut out. They didn't really know him. And so he said, I don't really know you. Um, you know, we all have talents. We have to invest them to the glory of God. And we have to treat one another with love. You know, I was in law enforcement uh, throughout my career. I've been retired now almost five years. And, and sometimes, you know, we had prisoners and different things like that. And... I never gave prisoners things that they should not have. But they make a, a, a request of me, you know what I mean, um, that was legitimate. You know, they wanted some underwear, socks, whatever. There were some officers that wouldn't want to give it to them because they thought, well, their role is to punish, whatever. But I would go and get it for them. And it's simply because... I asked myself one question. If this man was my son or my brother, how would I want him to be treated? So I, I hope you, um, you all got something from that Bible study because it has always been something that has blessed me and has directed how I walk and how I treat others. And so I'll close there for now. Okay? Praise God.